welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Blessed night, loves. It's your girl, Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for yourselves and everyone else. And regardless of the negative circumstances and appearances all around, let us all endeavor to look beyond the distractions and illusions of this reality and thinking outside of those antiquated ways of conditioning, push on a little further and upwards to those higher heights of loving, living, being, and existing. This is not to say that we should be negligent concerning the pressing issues in this country and around the world at this time, and even those in our personal lives. No doubt, this life is happening. But it is a reminder for us all to stay focused on the I am presence of God within, no matter what, and be guided by the love and light that never fails us. Then soon we will find that those negative circumstances and appearances have no power whatsoever over the presence and power of God within us or over mankind's divine destiny. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and light. Y'all be loved. Every student must take responsibility of his own activity in qualifying the energy he sends forth. The mind cannot act upon anything that has not intelligence inherent within it. Do not allow yourself in the human sense to consider the element of time in anything you do, but enter into a thing joyously, and stick to it until it does manifest. Be like a blowtorch. If you will hold steady on the mighty God presence as the actor doing the thing, you will enter into the fullness and perfection of everything, ready for your use now. All permanent accomplishment must be by the self-conscious effort of the individual. Question, what is sympathy? Answer, it is but agreement with imperfection. Whatever you do, be adamant before human sympathy. Watch that you do not allow yourself to be dragged down into quicksand when you can use wings to lift yourself above its destruction. Judge not, but keep joyously entering into the I Am Presence, and all things will manifest perfectly. The difference between divine compassion and human sympathy is as great as that between light and darkness. Divine compassion holds the student's attention anchored to the mighty I Am Presence, calling it forth to produce perfection. Human sympathy is a rushing forth of energy qualified by a feeling of imperfection, and but intensifies the imperfection already manifesting. For any imperfect condition, especially old age, use, I am the perfection of that individual. No matter what is said in the outer world, you must be unaffected by it, for you are coming to this perfection, and you must bring it about consciously. If you do not watch, you can let in an expression in a moment that can follow you for years, if you do not erase it. When you are consciously using the great law, know that the active power of God's thought knows its direction, goes and performs perfectly. Consciously charge the I am intelligence to use whatever is necessary. Say, I am intelligence, qualify this with whatever is required. Question, understanding God is love, why did God individualize himself? Answer, in order to have something to love. Question, why were the race divided? Answer, in order to express love. Love is the active principle of God. When you are loving, you are enfolding what you are loving in that robe of God, that radiant presence and activity. 
The proper, clean use of the sex is for the expansion and expression of love in the procreation of a form, that the incoming soul may have a harmonious and loving disposition and temperament. The thought and feeling of the parents are the influencing, molding activity. The nature of the life principle of the individual is to love. Infinite God of Love We give thanks for thy gracious outpouring today, for thy mighty radiance filling all things everywhere. We give praise and thanks that we have entered into thy world where everything is so fair, where thy radiance, creative with every thought, brings into perfection all things held within our thought. Beloved Saint Germain Isis Unveil, Chapter 13 Cases of the most profound cataleptic clairvoyance, such as obtained by Dupatet, and described very graphically by the late Professor William Gregory, in his letters on animal magnetism, the spirit is so far disengaged from the body that it would be impossible for it to re-enter it without an effort of the mesmerizer's will. The subject is practically dead and, if left to itself, the spirit would escape forever. Although independent of the torpid physical casing, the half-freed spirit is still tied to it by a magnetic cord, which is described by clairvoyance as appearing dark and smoky by contrast with the ineffable brightness of the astral atmosphere through which they look. Plutarch, relating the story of Thespesius, who fell from a great height, and lay three days apparently dead, gives us the experience of the latter during his state of partial decease. Thespesius, says he, then observed that he was different from the dead by whom he was surrounded. They were transparent and environed by a radiance, but he seemed to trail after him a dark radiation or line of shadow. His whole description, minute and circumstantial in its details, appears to be corroborated by the clairvoyance of every period and, so far as this class of testimony can be taken, is important. The Kabbalists, as we find them interpreted by Eliphas Levi, in his Science des Esprits, say that, when a man falls into the last sleep, he is plunged at first into a sort of dream, before gaining consciousness in the other side of life. He sees, then, either in a beautiful vision, or in a terrible nightmare, the paradise or hell, in which he believed during his mortal existence. This is why it often happens, that the affrighted soul breaks violently back into the terrestrial life it has just left, and why some who were really dead, i.e., who, if left alone and quiet, would have peaceably passed away forever in a state of unconscious lethargy when entombed too soon, reawake to life in the grave. In this connection, the reader may perhaps recall the well-known case of the old man who had left some generous gifts in his will to his orphaned nieces, which document, just before his death, he had confided to his rich son, with injunctions to carry out his wishes. But, he had not been dead more than a few hours before the son, finding himself alone with the corpse, tore the will and burned it. The sight of this impious deed apparently recalled the hovering spirit, and the old man, rising from his couch of death, uttered a fierce malediction upon the horror-stricken wretch, and then fell back, and yielded up his spirit, this time forever. H. P. Blavatsky Dion Bosico makes use of an incident of this kind in his powerful drama Louis XI, and Charles King created a profound impression in the character of the French monarch, when the dead man revives for an instant and clutches the crown as the heir apparent approaches it. Levi says that resuscitation is not impossible while the vital organism remains undestroyed, and the astral spirit is yet within reach. Nature, 
He says, accomplishes nothing by sudden jerks, and eternal death is always preceded by a state which partakes somewhat of the nature of lethargy. It is a torpor which a great shock or the magnetism of a powerful will can overcome. He accounts in this manner for the resuscitation of the dead man thrown upon the bones of Elisha. He explains it by saying that the soul was hovering at that moment near the body, the burial party, according to tradition, were attacked by robbers, and their fright communicating itself sympathetically to it, the soul was seized with horror at the idea of its remains being desecrated, and re-entered violently into its body to raise and save it. Those who believe in the survival of the soul can see in this incident nothing of a supernatural character, it is only a perfect manifestation of natural law. To narrate to the materialist such a case, however well attested, would be but an idle talk, the theologian, always looking beyond nature for a special providence, regards it as a prodigy. Eliphas Levi says, they attributed the resuscitation to the contact with the bones of Elisha, and worship of relic states logically from his epoch. Balfour Stewart is right, scientists know nothing, or next to nothing, of the ultimate structure and properties of matter, whether organic or inorganic. H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 14 Mankind left alone, dear hearts, in this world, without this greater illumination from the seven mighty Elohim of creation and of the cosmic beings, and the ascended host, how much do you think the intellect of man, left alone, would accomplish? There is not enough light in the brain structure of unascended beings to be the strength of the light to make them do that which is constructive without the assistance, the protection, the amplification, and the enfolding, illumining presence of the seven mighty Elohim of creation, is the reason we have given you our life to start on, and our enfolding sun presence of our heart's flame, that knows for eons of time ahead what is to be done. We can give you as much of this from day to day, or from call to call that you make, that enables you to understand conditions in the outer world around you, and to avoid the things that the destructive forces want to impose upon you, because you do not understand how vicious and destructive they are, or who they are, or who they are working through at any moment. So, the illumination which we ask you to call forth into yourselves, is that you may be illumined enough ahead of time to hold your protection, and you are going to have to have it, that's all. When the masses of mankind are lying so continuously in channels of the outer world, if you do not have our fiery Christ truth, how are you going to know what's the right thing to do to protect yourselves? This will not only clear your consciousness, but this will draw around you the fiery Christ truth of our life, of our power, of our light and illumination that will help others that come near you to know the truth also. And through our radiation in you, you can clear the mental and feeling world of others with whom you come in contact, and help them to hold to the constructive way of life as well. This is the reason we gave you the use of our Ascended Master Consciousness, because mankind's consciousness, left unillumined by the Ascended Master's Consciousness, is nothing but the animal. You say, well, what about my higher mental body? You've had it all through the ages, and look at your depraved races in the world today. What do you think made them like that, if they had the full power necessary to keep from doing the destructive things that have made them what they are today? Mankind needs to know of our existence and needs to call our life, our illumining love into the emotional body, into the heart flame, and our illumining wisdom, our illumining power, our illumining discrimination, and our illumining intellect, to keep mankind's consciousness from fooling itself. Beloved Elohim Cassiopeia, 
Look at your so-called intelligentsia of the world today. What are they doing for mankind? They are using the good of the universe to create more and more war, more and more confusion, and they are not setting the people free, and they are not telling them one word about the ascension. Now, where is the illumining consciousness that sets mankind free, if it doesn't come from the mighty I am presence and the ascended host? Applause. Thank you so much precious ones. Won't you be seated, please, and just remain so. Before you start to do something, say to your beloved I am presence, mighty I am presence and beloved seven mighty Elohim, show me the Elohim way to create this which I wish to do that is constructive. Fill me with the ascended master's illumining consciousness, and show me the ascended master's way to do this, which fulfills the divine plan, to do whatever is constructive and hold it protected, that it may bless others who pass this way. Why, there is absolutely no limit to the inspiration you can have, to the abilities that you can have to do these things that are right, are constructive. They should be done. They do fulfill the divine plan. They are the sustaining of that which is right in the fulfillment of the divine plan in the physical conditions of this physical world. The beloved seven mighty Elohim are the givers of this supreme gift of life. All I say to the mankind of this world is, I challenge you to try it out and see. Applause. Thank you so much. Beloved Elohim Cassiopeia, 